welcome to the Motoring Podcast, an Alfa Romeo Giulia Super Special Edition. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. Yes, we will be talking about the Alfa Romeo Giulia 2-litre turbo petrol 200 horsepower in super spec. <laughs> Which would actually have been easier to say had he put the full thing in than, than what's actually in the title. Because what you don't know is that was the fourth attempt to actually yes. make it make sense. And now you understand the moaning and complaining I have to put oh, up with geez. on a regular basis. Mm. Anyway, talking about the car rather than our maritable problems, this is a rear-wheel drive four-door Alfa Romeo saloon. Now let's repeat that. A rear-wheel drive four-door Alfa Romeo saloon. How long have we been waiting for one of those to come along? Well, we waited for an awfully long time because I seem to remember that for about the first year and a half of motoring podcast existing, we weren't actually sure that this was going to arrive. And we became increasingly sceptical as to A, whether it would or not, and B, whether it would actually be any good. Yes. There was, we... That was one of the longest teases out there. <laughs> it was only slightly longer than the... Toyota Supra A90, but still shorter than the Honda NSX, I feel. Mm. I think the defend the new Defender's got them all beat, though. Well, that's true, yes. Yeah, it's fairly been going on for a while. Anyway, back to Alpha, though. Yes. So, the car I had was, getting through all the stats, out, let's get through this now, uh, and then we can talk about the fun stuff. There are many numbers. He's going to mess it up, everyone. Yes. Okay, so the on-the-road starting price of this car was £31,575. Now, I'm going to do a few pluses here. Plus a colour tax of £695. Mm-hmm. The 18-inch dual multi-spoke alloy wheels, only £795. The Lusso pack, which is walnut in this version, £2,750. That gets you nice leather as well, though. The climate pack of £250. A convenience pack... <laughs> Of £450, a lighting pack with ambient lighting, £975, <laughs> driver assistance pack plus at £950, aluminium shift paddles, only £275, and to, if you wanted split folding rear seats, which this car came with, £275. That's a bargain. And, I'm not, not finished yet, and no. run flat tyres at 205 which means this, this car eventually comes Thirty-nine thousand, even not three thousand. Thirty-nine thousand one hundred ninety-five pounds. That's all right. I have been on the Tinterwebs to check out what um, personal lease prices are, and if you throw down an initial payment of two thousand one hundred eighteen, and you are only going to do a maximum of eight thousand miles per annum, you can get one for three hundred fifty-three pounds over forty-eight months. That's the cheapest one I could find. I, I had a pl- I had a play with it uh, earlier on to find sort of the spec I would have, and I managed to come in at I'm not sure how I managed this forty two thousand eight hundred and twenty pounds when I thought I'd actually spec less than that, but never mind. And it worked out you could do for about five hundred and fifty a month if you were going over a shorter period and and even with a reasonable number of number of miles per year so to be honest if you up the miles it doesn't seem to put the price up too badly no keeping it within a very reasonable type of price range really 
Yeah, I think it's very competitive on the prices. I mean, this one here... It's certainly with uh, competition. Yeah, do remember, folks, that that it's easy to scoff at all of that. Um, But A, this is a press car, and and the press press teams like to add stuff in to make sure that people can see what, what can be done. And also, to be honest, that's competitive with competitive with the competitors that's in line yes. with the competitors <laughs> uh, both price wise and getting and amount of spec wise and the sort of extras isn't it and the sort yeah. of extras so you know it's easy to sit and laugh at that but actually that's the same as the germans the market. if not less that's it's, the it's market. market market rates so you know it's it's you can laugh at it, but but really, actually, it's it's not bad at all. And six hundred and ninety-five quid for the color tax, for example, is pretty reasonable. And you can still get white, black, and red without the color tax. Yes, that's true. If you want flat white, flat black, or flat red, so you don't. It's red, so it works. It's an Alfa Romeo, you know. Mm. So you don't even have to go for some of these. And the standard alloys are lovely, and the you know so. You can easily pair that down and still have yeah, a very absolutely. nice car. Yeah, I mean, car. there'd be certain ones in there that I I wouldn't necessarily go for, mm-hmm. and some I definitely would. Yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway, tell us about the engine quickly. So it's nineteen hundred and ninety-five cc's four-cylinder petrol engine produces two hundred metric horses, as I've mentioned before, and with three hundred and thirty of the torques, uh, which is very de- very decent actually, I thought, and certainly felt very decent behind the wheel. So this has an official combined MPG of 47.9. I managed 42, which I was really quite impressed with how close I got considering the typical urban driving that I do. And then the rural driving was perhaps in one of the modes that encourages slightly more rapid driving than others mm-hmm. and it, it was what you would expect on the motorway you know it was it was it was high 40s in the motorway so this does kick out 157 grams per kilometer so that makes it a ved rate of 515 pound for the first year but because it's underneath the 40 grand you don't get hit by the jealousy tax yes so we don't have that hit on it so they've done well keeping the price below for that after that it's a flat fee of 140 pounds and the this was uh, an auto box, hence the uh, aluminium shift paddles, and it's an eight-speed auto. And this this engine's only available uh, with that uh, that auto box. Yes, that is true. When this was in its great long gestation period, the exterior. Yes. In fact, after mm. the great long gestation period, the exterior there was a lot of do we like it? Do we not like it? Is it a bit? Uh, is it all right? Is it? Yes, I erred definitely on the, I'm not keen on that. For a long time. For a long time. And that's including having seen one up close as we did at the Coventry Motorfest. Mm-hmm. We went and had a look at one. Um, but over time, there is a couple in our town, actually. So I'm seeing, I've seen them more regularly. And I'm not saying that I have accepted it through familiarity or anything, but I've been able to see them from different angles and in different conditions, and, different lights, and all that sort of and in, stuff. And in and, context, and which is important as well. Yeah, and it's in, in totally different colours as well. I mean, I think one of them's got the flat black, which I oh, wouldn't wow. have expected anyone to spec it in. No. And uh, I actually think that the look is really good, and I think it works very well on the road. There's a, there's still a few areas that I get a little bit of a twitch in my eye, particularly panel joints. 
bumpers, mm-hmm. front and rear. <clears throat> just make the lines join up with something, please. Anything. Just you know, if you're going to... Anyway, not to obsess about that. Move on, move on. Uh, but the one uh, I had <laughs> it was... Uh, was in Lipari Grey, which actually in some light came across as a sort of blue. Hmm. So it was a very, very light-dependent uh, car. Uh, and I, I, thought, I thought it suited it quite well, actually. Alternatively, you can get the Misano blue, which is the sort of lighter metallic blue. It's really quite bang. Yeah. It, it's, it's a very, um, very, yeah, it's a very poppy colour. Uh, there's the Monza red, which I think is what we see the four cheeses typically in. Yeah, it's a deeper sort of metallic-y red rather than a sort of blood metallic red as opposed to red. Yeah, and then there's the Monte Carlo blue, which is a, a darker metallic blue. Mm. It's nice. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, that's that's quite a... It's a reserved colour, but it's different from black, grey and silver, so mm. it stands out. Yes. <laughs> it's the, the, the... When I picked my ideal spec, which turns out was more expensive because it's the turbo petrol 280 brake that i chose um is <laughs> you do surprise me i didn't realize uh yeah that's the color that i've chosen to goes nicely with the tan leather interior that i've chosen to but yeah so size wise by the way because we haven't really tried to nail that down it's somewhere a bit bigger than a c-class isn't it but smaller than a five it's, it's bigger than a c smaller than an e bigger than a three smaller than a five yeah it's it's yeah, generally put up against the E, sorry, the C class, the the A class, and the um, uh, A four, the three series, because that's this is the largest saloon they do. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, you go up to the Stelvio, which is I think it's like they've skipped a larger and just gone SUV. It's the same platform, and Stelvio is not really any bigger, to be honest. In fact, it might even if we check out stats, be smaller. Okay, um, but this. But talking of the size, though, there is there is plenty of room inside, front and back. Uh, you're more cosseted in the front. It's more things mo- melded around you, as I think you'd expect in the sort of sporty driver focused saloon. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's. Uh, all the instruments are kind of tint, tilted towards the driver. Yeah, uh, very yeah. much. The, the passenger's there as a passenger, but but everything is is kind of curves around and sort of is is. Is biased towards the driver. Yeah, uh, but it's it's quite a minimal look inside there as well, though. It's actually nicely pulled off, I think. Because yes. again, looking at the pictures, when they when I first saw the the pictures of, I thought, "Ooh, they're not giving you much for your money, are they?" Look, they've they've done away with everything, <laughs> but it actually works well. There are some big empty spaces in there. Yeah, and the, and it's it's so. Whilst you're costed, you do feel that you're in a, a nice space, a nice spacious area, and it's not you're not cluttered with buttons, you're not cluttered with information and stuff. Mm-hmm. The dashboard is quite a nice sweeping area of uh, stitched leather and wood and metal trim and things like that. It's not trying to be. It's not trying to be a hotbed of technology. No. So I was going to say it's it's it's, it's not that it's lacking in tech in tech, is it? No, it's no, not that, like it's not, tech at all. Oh my goodness! Look at our massive screens type setup. It, that, but tech is not the point. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say, and that's that. Yeah, but failing. But yes, <laughs> there are uh, there are still some dials and buttons. Most of that is again the, the sort of ventilation type stuff, heated seats as well. Except on the steering wheel, there's there's plenty of buttons on the steering wheel, but it also has, and this is my new favourite place to put this, 
the stop start engine button. And I thought it was because when I first saw it, I thought, oh, hang on, why have you why have you got it there? And it's in it's in around about the um, if you're looking if it was a clock face, it's sort of on the seven o'clock area mm-hmm. of the the central um, hub of the steering wheel, and there's the, the stop start button there. And I thought, wouldn't that be better in the dash? No, no, it's fabulous. It's fantastic because yes, I am inside six years old. <laughs> And I love pressing a stop-start engine button. But it's like a Ferrari, isn't it? Oh, well, yes, I suppose. It's like a supercar. Supercars and race cars have the Formula One cars and race cars have the the start button on the steering wheel. Andrew. Yeah. No. Yes. You're true. That's that is true. No, you are right. Yeah. But they're less likely to have the cruise control, the display scroll, and the phone and media controls on the steering wheel. Yes. It does it does have all that as well? It does. Many <laughs> buttons. Not not that not. There haven't been that many since that uh, Citroen C4 where the boss stayed in the one place. Yes. <laughs> spun around it. But how? What, what's the room like in the back? Because, you know, this is a rear-wheel drive saloon car. Uh, how did you – and a sporty one at that. So I imagine the rear seats are pretty sculpted. There's a fairly hefty um, – It's not too bad. It wasn't too bad, actually. I was expecting them to be more sculpted than they were. It's uh, two and a three-quarter seat, really. The central oh, one is a three-quarter so seat. And there is a bit of transmission tunnel, as you would expect. But because the only people that got in the back of this car were the smaller crap windscreens, there's still plenty of room for them. Still easy for them to get in and out mm-hmm. and things like that. So easy, easy to be used. You definitely could fit three adults across the back. How long you'd want to drive or be sat in the middle seat. I don't think you want to do Land's End to John O'Groats in it, but you'd, you'd be able to do most journeys, no problem. You wouldn't feel too constrained, I don't think. Okay. So tell me a bit more about this Lusso pack because you shook your head wildly whenever I said that leather was in there. Well, on all the spec sheets, all it says was the Lusso optional extra is either walnut or silverwood. And that's all the information they give you. Does it it not come with a leather dash though? I'm not sure that's part of that spec. Well, considering it's 2,750, I hope there is more than just the strips of wood. Yeah, there seems to be. If you do the configurator, it's slightly different. It must be what you've you've said is it's a combination of the all the finishes Hang that on. are in there. It's just whether you are picking a walnut or a silverwood as the accent trim. Yes. So hang on. The Veloce Lusso pack with walnut. This is eighteen hundred and fifty pounds. Maybe the price has changed slightly. It's a sports leather upholstery, leather dashboard door handle, handle leather, leather, leather dashboard door panels and center ar- central armrest, titanium effect, effect dashboard inserts, a luxury steering wheel, satin effect speaker surround, and an electrically adjustable eight-way driver and passenger seats. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So that, that's... That, the, the price makes like sense it. now. Yeah. Because it was confusing me. And Silverwood is just slightly different. But yeah. same kind of vibe. Yep. No, that's cool. Okay, thank you for clarifying that for me. That's all right. That's what I'm here for, really, isn't it? That's why we don't do these solo. And they're, and they're by everybody else who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you do seem to get quite a lot of sort of luxury stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Driving it. Come on, rear-wheel drive, saloon car. It's got to be pretty decent. Oh, it was dreadful. Every second. Hated every second. No, I didn't at all. No. Oh, wow. I thought two liters, 
Oh, it's going to be all right, but... You, sir, are so old school. No. Right, this is two litres, 200 horsepower, and it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The the four cheese version must be mind-blowingly amazing because if the 200 horsepower does what this did with only the three settings on the driver mode, mm-hmm. and that's without taking the four cheese setting and adding it in, it's... I, I couldn't... The first couple of times, I couldn't believe. I was just thinking, am I imagining this? The grip... The ride, the noise, the poke, my laughter. So, and remind me, this was a car that you were highly sceptical of in its as it was coming to market. Yeah, I'm just yes. double checking this. No, no, that yeah, I I have not been sitting here salivating, waiting for this vehicle. I have been sitting there going, mm, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced, and. Every element of it, it far exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. There's the three driving modes I've mentioned. It's Alfa Romeo's DNA system. So N is natural, which is effectively normal mode. Yes. A is all weather for this spec. So when it gets a little bit, or it's it's likely to get a bit slippy. Mm-hmm. And D is for dynamic, or the fun mode, as I called it, forevermore, where everything is tightened up and is a bit more responsive. And did it make a lot of difference? Because I know that when I worked lad and I went off to, to look at buying a Mito, I didn't I didn't like it that much. But I guess this is a completely different car from a Mito in that this is, you know, built and rear wheel drive and powerful and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The the dynamic did make a difference to to the the responsiveness, it made a difference to... It just tightened things up a little bit. But at no point did it become like a, a hardcore race car where you thought, well, oh, if only I could just change the suspension setting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those you could leave in dynamic the entire time. Not a oh, problem. Okay. Well, that's pretty good then. Like I say, the grip was amazing. The steering was wonderful. The brakes were great. But it's the engine. I just couldn't believe the engine. I mean, it's six point six seconds to from zero to sixty two, uh, official time wise. Mm-hmm. And okay, that's not rocket ship quick, but that's still pretty rapid, even in today's market. Yeah, especially for a big old saloon. And if you can get the right road, with no one else on it, it was just a delight. I mean, I it was infectious. When you had this, you were doing something very unusual. And quite often, this is just so that everyone else knows, uh, a press car gets delivered to Andrew and he goes very, very quiet and he doesn't really talk about it, okay? And I'm like, I'm left going, mm, I wonder what it's like, you know? Goodness, does he actually have a press car? Or is he going to tell anyone that he's got a press car? And all these kind of things. And this was one where, unlike those those times he was like this is amazing i love this this is great this is fantastic and i was actually getting all these messages of positivity about how much oh it looks so good oh it's so nice i love the driving position and all these actual summaries that he just couldn't keep to himself which normally it's just like so does he have the car does he not have the car is he going to bother to share pictures of the car I even did arty pictures of the car this time. Yeah. 
Because I know he's got the car. It's in the calendar that he's got the car. He should have the car, but it's, he actually got it. But this one was was very, very different in that I was being told, oh my goodness, this is fantastic. But it, it, it was. It really, really was. And <laughs> it worked in every situation I needed it to work in with different passengers, in different conditions, on different roads, doing different jobs. It did all of those absolutely flawlessly without missing a beat and without me ever thinking, oh, well, I'm going to have to make, I'm going to have to do this with it to make sure it does the the thing I need it to do without maybe making passengers grumpy or without making them feel ill. Never had to do anything like that. I just put it in the mode and drove and the car was superb. Now you said something that you said without missing a beat. So I'm going to explicitly ask you, because it's not in the notes here, did anything break or go wrong in the time, in the single week that you had this Alfa Romeo, Andrew? Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. There were no rattles, no squeaks, none of the tech had a glitch. At no point did any warning lights come on. There was no, I, I mean, I think we can, it, my experience of this over a week, there was no what people would expect historically from Alpha. There was no alphaness in that sense. Cool. I just had to explicitly ask it. This was superbly put together, superbly designed, built, and everything just worked flawlessly. So we've we've got that out of the way. <laughs> you don't get you don't get much more praise than that. So you said that there were no glitches from the technology. Tell us a little bit more about the technology then. It looks like the usual stuff. Okay, uh, so we've got this nice eight point eight inch touchscreen that's, as Alan was saying before, slightly angled towards the driver rather than anyone else. And you can activate that with a nice little dial that sits right behind the where the gear lever would be mm-hmm. in the central console, central tunnel area, central console area, thank you. And that was great to use even on the move. You could easily, a bit like Mazda's system, you can easily get through the menus. There's, there's a definite feel, definite clicks, so you know where you're going in it. You're not sort of guessing and having to spend your time looking at the screen. Uh, there are um, so on the on that sorry there is the Apple CarPlay Android Auto so there's USB connectors there's also an auxiliary connector and the Bluetooth but added on top of that in if you remember at the top of the show I did mention one or two of the optional extras so if we look at the let's go to the climate pack now because. <laughs> These are all slightly connected with tech. That is the air quality system, cooled glove box, rear air vents, front and rear USB ports. <laughs> I don't understand why the front and rear USB ports are packaged in with that, by the way. N- n- nor do I, really. Um, but then if we go on to the convenience pack, talking of don't understand things, sun visor with illuminated driver's vanity mirror, <laughs> mm-hmm. exterior door handle lights, and keyless entry. Not sure how much you'd want need that i do keyless entry yeah no don't do no that's definitely on my list okay driver assistance pack plus which is rear view camera electrochromic rear view mirror yes is that automatic dimming then yeah okay i want that front and rear parking sensors electrochromatic wing mirrors automatic high beams and blind spot detection yes i'd have all of that that i would have all that there is the lighting pack, which is headlamp washer, brighter by Xenon headlights, and adaptive mm-hmm. front lighting system. Yep. Yes, I'd have that. Uh, there is the the audio system upgrade, which is 11 speakers and you have ambient lighting. 
I'm less convinced by that one, to be perfectly honest. Yes, uh, so am I. Yeah, that's. I think that's pretty much everything, I think, then. Got, obviously, your uh, adaptive cruise control and stuff like that. Emergency braking with sensors, which works. Uh, although, as with all these emergency braking things, they, they are very much pointed directly ahead. So if you're going around a corner and there's a car park, they do get twitchy. Some of them get better than others, to be honest. But, yeah. but this one wasn't too bad, actually. This one wasn't uh, bad. And you, you can... You can switch them off. There's buttons to switch it off if they were become annoying. There's the lane keeping assist, that sort of thing. I've just noticed, by the way, the organizer pack at £175 includes anchor points in the boot, cargo net, and grocery bag hooks, also known on this podcast as curry hooks. So there you go, £175 to get those. Yes, because there, there wasn't any curry yeah, hooks. But uh, I think we skipped over the boot, actually. But the boot was not bad, 480 litres. That's pretty massive. Decent access into it. The the uh, rear boot lid is quite large and wide opening. And behind the left-hand rear wheel arch, there was a little segment in the um, in the footwell-y sort of bit that you could put like a bag of shopping or something so it wouldn't spin across the entire flatbed of the boot. Okay, that's good. Good use of space in there. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So overall then, how did you feel about it? I I loved it. I was kind of getting that feeling. I was incredibly surprised, which I think I may have <laughs> made that clear. My expectations were not super high, although they weren't low either. We don't tend to, because we don't have much, because doing car reviews isn't our major shtick, so to speak, we do tend to choose vehicles that we think we're going to like or that we think are going to be have a positive thing towards anyway, don't we? Yeah, we're, we're looking for something interesting. We're looking for something that piques our interest and makes us, uh, even if we're not sitting there saying, yes, well, I'm sure I'll like it before we even get to it, yeah, it will true. at least be interesting enough for us to explore it. Yeah. So you have, you, so you weren't dismissing, <sighs> what, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that you weren't dismissing this out of hand before you'd even got it and you didn't receive it. With the with the intention of basically panning it, no, no. This, and thankfully, this really was okay. I've seen positive reviews as it came out, all right, and I'm still seeing positive reviews months down the line, which has not always been the case. No, with the more recent Alfa Romeos, when the when the initial gloss has gone off, the car coming out and people have visited it again and then had a look, and I, and they were still seeing positive reviews. So I thought. Have they actually have they actually done it this time? Have they brought out a car that really does hit the things they need it to hit, which is in an Alfa Romeo way, do the job that the German, you know, the the usual suspects are doing. Can they can they compete in this market? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was the main driver for behind me trying trying it out, sort of going you know, with fingers crossed, going, please be good. <laughs> please please be all right but i mean this car is fighting with the i30n to be my car of the year that by the way is really high praise the 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 way that it dealt with everything i wanted it to do when i wanted it to do it Mm -hmm. was superb and again, I am. I, I have to go back and say this is the two liter, two hundred horsepower petrol. 
This is yeah. not the four cheese. This is not all flames out the tailpipes or anything like this. This is the base engine. This is the base engine. And it made the experience special. It made me feel special driving it. I felt it was special. To do that in that type of car is absolutely blinding work, Alfa Romeo. I can't think of anything to follow that, so I'm just going to leave that as the last, as, as really Andrew's last words on, on the subject there. I think it's fair to say that he thought it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something like that, which is great, which is cracking. I'm, I'm really pleased for that, actually. So let's round up and I'll take a moment to remind you that between now and the next time you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget to leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. It really does matter. Andrew, so you can join the the uk alpha club what's the best way to get in touch with you best way to get in touch with me is via twitter if you want to search for crack windscreen you should find me there and alan if people would like to know more about my moaning typically behind the scenes what's the best way for them to get in touch with you oh definitely twitter again where i'm at ajp bradley b-r-a-d-l-e-y uh, we'll be back before very long but until then i've been alan bradley i've been andrew clues and safe motoring <laughs>